Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to this throwback episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. I chose to highlight this episode because I admire this woman and her dedication to bring women to the forefront of the coffee industry. Diana Oyes is the founder of Muchacha Coffee. Diana knew that she not only wanted to bring delicious coffee from her native Colombia to the masses, but wanted to ensure that the entire process from picking the beans to roasting and delivery was done for women by women. I hope you enjoy her story and share your thoughts with me. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. besides on Amigas. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was dying that day. I was. I mean, I'm stale, but I'm, I'm much better. Today. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm so glad we're doing this. And look, I know you are always very self-conscious about your English. Do not be self-conscious. Okay. If there's something you can't remember, say it in Spanish. And if I'm able to translate it, I'll translate it. If it's something I don't know, we'll figure it out. That's what we do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm super excited because you are the founder and owner of Muchacha Coffee. And we're going to talk about all of the chisme in regards to how you got into that. But before we do, before the chisme is the wine. Oh, my God. I wanted to. But with 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 this migrant, I don't think it should be a good idea. (laughs) I understand that. I understand that. But today, but I drink all the time. I drink every episode. You just drink your water and hydrate. I'm drinking Seis Soles Red Blend Wine. It's their 2017 Red Blend. And it's 60% Syrah and 40% Cabernet. They've sponsored other episodes. But they're so good. And they're out of Lodi, California, which is a new up-and-coming area for wine. So, salud, Diana. Saludcita. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I wanted to try it. Right, so now. good. So good. <laughs> and here I am. Here I am teasing you. Yeah. So, Diana, I want to kind of go over your bio, and then we'll start asking questions because you are originally from Medellin, Colombia. Yes. And you, in your bio, you state that you've had struggles climbing the corporate ladder, and only recently you've understood the importance of inner strength self-esteem, answering the call to help others, and most importantly, female empowerment. 
You also state, we can only nourish the world with our gifts when we have found them within us, and we can only find them when we believe that they exist. I wonder, Girl, look at you. When someone reads, reads that, I, I really want to cry because I did it from the bottom of my heart. And when I was uh, writing that, next to my, um, I had help with a creative lab that they helped me, helping me with the brand and everything. So I just had uh, a loss. My abuelo dies when that happened. Mm. In this January 23, it, it would be a year. So it was pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And for Latinos, those abuelos are pretty important. And uh, yeah, it's bad. It's, and I'm glad that you're reading that. And yeah, it, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about, because you grew up, like you said, in Medellin, Colombia. Tell me about growing up in Colombia. Okay, so there is a like main cities here, but the culture in in each city is pretty different. So Medellin, Bogota, Cartagena, Cali, even our tone or our dialect are pretty different. No, sorry, not not our dialect. So it's like the language that we commonly use, like our slang, are, are mm-hmm. pretty like different. like when you like in California, it's different from Texas. It's different yes. from yes. like everybody has their own little slang. Like yes. So here in Medellin, the woman is like the matriarch of the family. So it's a woman who is strong. It's a fighter. I mean, but I'm not saying a fighter because fighting with everybody, no. <laughs> but it's a strong woman can is, that is capable to going through a lot of situations and doing a great job in each field that the woman is working on. For me, growing up here in Colombia, so uh, my family came from a small town named Santuario. Normally, there's super huge family. So I have like a 25 cousins. My grandma is the matriarch of the whole family. We normally um, hanging out together, all the family. Family is first everything. So you uh, you almost talk to your parents all day uh, with, yeah, with your cousins. So Growing up in Medellin, in Antioquia, in Santuario, it, it was something very, I think, richful. I don't know if I'm using the word right, because it's helping me to be strong. But sometimes when you're going through all those struggles, you won't. And I think that maybe that's what's happening to what, what happens to me that even my family was always supporting me and telling me that I can do everything, Uh, no machism at all, thank God. Uh, But it was pretty hard when you wanted to stand out or or sobresalir, I'm sorry, I don't know the, the word. Or, or sobresalir in, in, um, in, in a field or in a work and the other people doesn't pay attention to you at all. Yeah. No, stand out's the right word. Like it's hard okay. to make yourself stand out yes. in those types of situations. Uh, okay. Okay. So my father, so I am the only child of a marriage. You I, are. I, yeah. <laughs> special. Look, it's always, I always joke, like, especially within Latinos, 
when somebody's an only child, but then not only an only child, but in Colombia, that's, you know, when you're actually living in like Mexico or Central America or South America to hear those only child moments, you're like, no, it's not, it's not, it's not usual. (laughs) So my father always taught me that I should never depend on a man that I have to study, that I I was so that I was capable of do anything that I wanted to. And he's a leader, or he used to. And I saw that because I like to be a leader in my community. I mean, I was a leader in, when I was in school. Not too much in the university, but pretty much at school. And then when I started working without choosing that option to start uh, managing people or coordinator teams, commercial teams, I really enjoyed to do that. It's like you have to inspire people to do things, but you need to um, be smart in order that they can achieve the goals of the company. So, um, and it was harder even that I was working for a car company, a truck company (laughs) with the clients. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, When the clients normally are, I don't know, guys with a lot of experience. And then it's super funny when you say, hey, uh, this is Diana. This is my boss or, or or the sales director of this company. And people are like, sorry, you? It's funny because people normally started to testing you if you know about the product. In this case, Mm -hmm. I used to receive a lot of questions about trucks, about yellow machines and all that stuff. And obviously I have to study a lot about that because I don't want it to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So (laughs) it was a time of a lot of tests as a professional and also as a person. But I think that all the enseñanzas, sorry again, all the teachings that I have from my father, that helped me a lot. That is honestly really refreshing to hear because obviously within the Latino community, it's a very, it can be very machismo. And especially being a daughter, fathers can be very like standoffish and very, I feel like it ends up going one of two ways where the, where the fathers are very much like, I want you to be strong to their daughters, like like I want you to be strong. I want you to do this. Or they kind of disconnect because they don't know how. Totally. They don't know how to connect with totally. their daughters. I'm going to tell you a chisme. So oh. my abuela. <laughs> you so know about that. Abuela, my abuela. So my father taught me all those things, but my abuela teach me how to cook, how to iron, they, they, how to iron the camisas, uh, how how much or how many times in the day you have to swipe the door and all the, the floor, sorry, and all that stuff. So I was like a compliment, <laughs> the two things. <laughs> yeah, you got both. You got both. That is so awesome. That Sorry. is really, no, no, no. I love that. I love hearing like that you got both of those. You got your dad on one side, like wanting you to be very strong. And then on the other side, you have your abuela who is teaching you because here's the thing, regardless, regardless if you're a man or a woman, you need to learn how to cook because you need to learn how to provide for yourself. Totally. 
I think household chores, men and women need to learn. Boys and girls need to learn. It can't just be a boy thing or a girl thing. We all need to learn those things because you have to know how to take care of yourself. And I'm sorry, tengo 43 años, right? <laughs> and I don't want somebody who, I'm not here to be your mama. Oh, no. Like, uh, you know, I'm oh. not here. I'm not here to date somebody to be your mama. Like, you need to at least know how to do something. You need to know how to do things for yourself. <laughs> when did you move to the States and what brought you to the States? Yeah, it's like yesterday because there's like, it happened. So. <laughs> so last year, I started to came a lot into the States uh, because I was working for a coffee it's a, it's a coffee firm but they are in the in the information and database okay business so they are a platform who does all the trustability in the coffee supply chain so i started to travel there because my obligations in that company needed me to go to the united states I started to know that was like my second, um, mi segundo acercamiento uh, mm -hmm. with coffee because the first one was in 2015 when I was developing my first endeavor. I built a company for, sorry, to sell uh, cleaning products. On okay. And I had a sales team of 35 women around the country. And this was your company? From Colombia. Yes. And that was my company. There I had, I had to travel to Pereira and then uh, one of my coworkers told me, Hey, we should go to a coffee farm. I said, okay. I mean, okay, that's it. This is when you're still in Colombia. Yes. I, that's why that's, this was my first approach to coffee. So um, then I went there and I started to see all the women just doing operational work, like planting the seeds or doing picking and things like that. And I started to ask you why there is not a woman running the farm. I mean, I mean, for me, it's normal. But, yeah. uh, they, but the guy told me, no, it's because it's not normal. Normally, this is a guy. Normally, this is a task for guys. And I said, oh, okay. I, I didn't think it was something fair, but I just let it go. And then last year, when I was working for this company, I think uh, that was my second approach to coffee. And then when I started to work with them, I realized and I for some reason I just remind the trip that I had in 2015 and started to do our research about women in coffee. So I found I mean information that I you never believe it. It's like the 70% of women in the coffee business, they only do uh, operational work. And operational work, you mean like office stuff? No, like uh, planting seeds. And oh, you just said that. Yeah. Like actually doing the fit, like the physical labor. Yes. That, that is so, so, I mean, you got so exhaustive doing yeah. that stuff. It's hard. And then a uh, 20% though, just only makes um, works something like more strategic, like import, exporting, owning roasteries and everything. And I just start digging and digging and digging and digging. 
And I said, uh, okay, there is no any coffee brand that has the entire coffee supply chain that the coffee supply chain being independent. I'm going to um, walk you through that later. And being 100% by woman, there is no. All the brands say, that, oh, this is a coffee made 100% by woman, but it's just because they show a woman on the package or in, on the... Um, right of the marketing signs or whatever. It's it was just a marketing that. ploy, not something that was actually happening. Yes. yes. And then I said, okay, there's a gender gap because I mean, woman, if woman doesn't perform more um, strategic roles in the coffee industry, they, they are, they doesn't have access to resources as they don't, ha- they don't have the access for the, the payments of the money of the business that you do with the coffee. And also they don't have, they can be able to go to universities or learn something about the coffee process in order to uh, maybe perfectionist, they are perfect. Sorry, perfeccionar their process. So uh, when I found that and I started, uh, I told, I I started digging about this. I tell uh, this idea about, about Muchacha. The the name was not Muchacha. It was uh, the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And then I told them about the idea and they say, oh, that's pretty good. Um, And this is where you were working at the time. Yes, in that time. And they said, you should keep going and try to make this idea happen. And then I started to find out how is to get or build a company in the United States. So and the then, company that you were working for previously, were they based out of the United States? Or yes. Were they based in-, in Medellin too. Oh, okay, okay. So um, two places, I, I, I don't know how to say in English. Yeah, no, no, no. They have like a like dual headquarters. Yeah, two headquarters. Yes. Yeah. So yes, I see. That's basically how I started to. I mean, travel a lot. Then when I when I was doing more research about the idea in which market I wanted to offer this, I found that the market in United States would be perfect to do that. Because according to studies, the 73% of consumers, they are able to pay more if they really know about a product. Like they, if they know where the product came from, who's doing it, are they using good practices while they're doing the product and everything. And that's why I uh, have the QR code in the package of Muchacha. Because you can, as a consumer, whoever wants, can track the coffee journey of Muchacha. And you can confirm if the coffee is really made uh, by women-owned companies in the supply chain. And the most important thing is that these coffee supplies Okay, so normally coffee brands has their own coffee supply chain. They have their own farms. They do the exporting, the exporting, and they do the roasting and obviously the marketing. That makes, in order of cost, the product cheaper. I mean, what I'm saying cheaper is for the companies. I mean, you don't... Because they're keeping everything in-house. Yes, because they have everything in-house. But the challenge here is that I don't want I don't want that because that won't help to close the gender gap. So what I wanted to do is um, 
I don't know, convocar, call women farmers, women roasters, women importers, women exporters, and in order to have an independent coffee supply chain. I don't have any farm at all. Uh, I'm not export. I'm not an import. I'm not rusty. But what I wanted to do is be partner with women in the coffee business and build a huge community. That's really awesome. When did your love, because I know you said you worked for another coffee place prior to, like you've worked for two coffee places and now you have Muchacha. When did your love for coffee actually start? Like, did you grow up? Because obviously Colombia, when people think of Colombia, I feel like they think of two things. Yeah. They think of drogas y café. (laughs) Because you think, oh, Colombian coffee and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So what is the importance of café growing up in Colombia, just in the household? Yeah, okay. So we normally um, drink people, it's a drink people. (laughs) 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 To start the day, uh, it's very common when you are in a finca. There's people who normally drinks coffee at five o'clock. Like, hey, let's go into drink a tintico. Um, when you go to, so we have a lot of bar- bar- variety in in, in climates and climas. Uh-huh. We have few towns here near to Medellin. And there is something pretty common, and I love it. And the name is Carajillo. So it's a Carajillo. Carajillo. So it's a tinto, but you can put a shot of rum or aguardiente. And, it's so <laughs> and it that helps. sounds like my kind of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You will like that for sure. So, uh, and that, and that, the beverage helps you to keep you warm. So yes, we normally um, drink a lot of coffee, but unfortunately, the coffee culture, like making the ritual and everything is just uh, start growing. So for example, here in Medellin, you will find a lot of coffee shops, like they're specialized that they, that serving is specialty coffee, because I mean, you know that there is the commodity coffee and there's their specialty coffee who accomplish a few of um, characteristics that they need to have in order to be specialty coffee. So is that in California or Colombia ahora mismo? I estoy en Medellin. I'm in Medellin. Okay. Right? So I asked her, for people who don't speak Spanish, I asked her if she was in California or Colombia right now. (laughs) I'm in Colombia right now. Porque mi español es, you know, más o menos, necesito más práctica, pero... You can practice whatever you want. (laughs) We'll have to do some Zoom calls to to do that more often. The pronunciation is always good. So people are like, no, what are you talking about? You speak it so well. But then I flip words. I might not conjugate it correctly or like in the right tense. That's where it gets all funky for me. Yeah. (laughs) But you're good. You're good. (laughs) Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more wine and cheese minutes. Hey, mi gente. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try. All right. Can I be honest here? I'm not one who really drinks sodas. So if I'm not drinking water or wine, then you can usually find an iced tea in my hand. 
And since we're talking about unleashing my thirst to try something new, the next thing on my list is to go on a hot air balloon. The romance of seeing the world from that perspective makes my heart go pitter-patter. And since my other half is afraid of heights, it's something that I will probably have to try by myself or with a group of friends. So mi gente, tell me, what is on your try list? To learn a new language? To travel someplace you've seen in a magazine, your favorite show? Maybe it's just trying to make some time to pamper yourself. Ignite new passions and rekindle new ones. So try Gold Peak then, try something else. Because this taste is worth the try. Try Gold Peak. Hey girls, the summer of full calendars is finally here and our friends at Ulta Beauty wanted to share the following must-haves for your fun-filled summer outings. First, let's start with Tres Luce Beauty La Flor de Mexico Shadow Palette, which takes you on a journey through Mexico with a mix of 18 matte, shimmer, and metallic shades named after beautiful flowers native to the land. Your next must-have is Tarte Tartlet Tubing Mascara, which is like last extensions in a tube. The 24-hour flake-free smudge-proof long-wear formula volumizes, lengthens, and curls lashes for a fabulous false lash effect. Lastly, don't forget to protect your beautiful skin with Sun Bum Original SPF 50 Sunscreen Roll-On Lotion, which is formulated to protect your skin from harmful UV rays while keeping it soft and hydrated with antioxidant-rich vitamin E. So what are you waiting for? Get summer ready and head over to Ulta Beauty today and shop in-store or online for all your fun-filled summer essentials. When you took your first job in coffee, were you already somebody who really loved coffee? Because I feel like when people go into coffee, it's because they really love it. They like you can basically put your nose in a bag of coffee beans and like really appreciate that where most of us are like, oh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I think that basically in order to understand that feeling, you need to go to a coffee farm and do the exercise by yourself. I, I should repost that on my Instagram because last year I went to a coffee farm and, and, and work doing picking and everything and getting up early. And is 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 that in that time when you start doing that, you really value what the people is doing for that for the coffee that you're drinking. I'm I'm a city person. Okay, I'm a city person, but when I have to go to do the picking, oh my God. I mean, you need to put box spray everywhere. The coffee trees are closed, so maybe you got uh, raspado, pues the raspado. Yeah, little cuts and everything. And then it just cargan. I, the coffee basket. They 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 hold the coffee basket in their in their waist, waist on the waist on the waist like a cinturón kind of like a belt yeah yeah with a belt and when that basket is full is normally the weight is like seventy kilos I don't know that what is that in pounds I don't know let's find out seventy two okay. <laughs> that's what that's what Google is for. <laughs> 70 kilos in pounds is, whoa, that's 154 pounds. It's a lot. 70 kilos. 
And let's say that that is a woman who maybe um, her weight. That's, yeah, that's another person yeah. you're carrying around. Yes, it's like it's like that. So it's not only the picking. Is that if you want quality in coffee, you need to take care of the elevation in, in the in the in la tierra. I don't know how to say it, in the land, the yeah, land. You need to have the um, exact variety that works for the elevation over that piece of land that you are that you are going to grow coffee. There is uh, how you fumigate the coffee. Because, um, I mean, that affects the quality too. It depends on how many times or of the year you do the picking. Then when you started the, another process, I mean, it took too much time for that. Also, knowing that a coffee farmer, it doesn't receive a fair uh, payment for all the work that they are doing. It's like a little bit disappointed. And that is, that is when people start to evaluate that. But in order that you, un- you need, in order to uh, understand, I will recommend that you should do the experiment and leave all this and leave all the experience. Because I think that there is few, there's a few, no, there's a lot of fincas that you can say, hey, I want to work there for a day or a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously you will say a week, but then uh, I would not day. ever say a week. Yes. <laughs> I get the appreciation day. So, like, por ejemplo, in Convino, with wine, tiene un harvest time, the tiempo de harvest is like starts in October. Is there a specific time to harvest coffee or is it year round? Yes, no, it's uh, so normally the name of that when you can get a lot of coffee, the name of that here in Colombia, it, it, it's, it varies, depends of the country. The name is Traviesa. So People from now that there is uh, the Venezuelan crisis, there's a lot of Venezuelans going through all those uh, coffee towns, trying to get job, picking, 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 picking coffee. Normally it's twice, sorry, two times at the year. But then obviously some there's few trees that starts to, I mean, you can pick uh, another, another round after, okay. after the traviesa. Gotcha. So besides looking for, you know, women owned for the supply chain and everything, what else do you look for in the coffee for Muchacha Coffee and Coffee? Oh, my God, a lot of stuff. I'm a dreamer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so um, obviously there is a carbon print that coffee left on Earth. So I really wanted to make a beauty product with coffee. So I was imagining of something like, let's say that you bought a ground, sorry, a whole beans coffee bag and you can take or send it to a, oh my God, I don't know how to say it, to a warehousing or something. And then we can transform it and give you a scrub or, or soap or shampoo because I, I, I was reading that you can do that. So that would be uh, another way to get more profits and with the lifts of the coffee too. And the other thing that I really need that happens, but it's because I told you that I was like a leader and everything. 
I really wanted to inspire other women in the world that maybe think that they don't have the capacity, the ability or the skills to uh, start a business or doing whatever they wanted to do. There is a lot of women there. And I know that there is a lot of women too that motivates women, but it doesn't say that there is an open space to other women can inspire other ones. Exactly. So, ¿qué parte del mundo de coffee? Like, where does it, where, like, what parts of the world are your coffee coming from? So, I started, like, with the sample that we wanted to do at the beginning. And so, this first version, Inés, is only, uh, is Colombian origin. It's single origin. is from Huila. That coffee is from three women-owned farms. And what we wanted to do next is, like, started to bring another origins from all the countries who grow coffee. So that's, um, uh, there's a, a few countries from Africa, countries uh, from South America too. And what we wanted, what I wanted to do with muchachas, like I wanted to have a lot of origins. And then my dream, I know that it's not impossible, obviously, but like having like, I don't know, like 30 30 Ines, no, Ines, no, 30 muchacha coffees with obviously name of uh, woman, with, oh my God, with, with, with one, the names of name, the women name. Yeah, with the woman names on it and it working with uh, several importer, exporter, with several coffee growers, with women owned groceries. And yes, I mean, that is that I, I wanted to build an ecosystem. And the other thing is that, that is a challenge for me. It's like, I wanted to muchacha be for everyone. I mean, when I'm saying everyone is men and women. This is a coffee is something that everybody drinks, right? It's not very, but you're plugging in with women owned suppliers, something that's not been done before. I know. Yes. But there's few people that they think that because it's a product made by woman, it's for woman. And I don't know. It's not just for women. That makes that, sense. That is just like wine is for anybody who wants it. Coffee is for anybody who wants yeah. to drink it too. ¿Por qué este café, el nombre es Inés? So, sorry. Let me translate for people who don't speak Spanish. Okay. <laughs> this is giving me an opportunity to do both. How yeah. come the, the coffee, this coffee is named Inés? Okay, so Inés is my bisabuela. She's dead, but she had 15 kids and she got widow when she was like 18. What? Yeah, so my bisabuela... I mean, she was the perfect sample. I mean, can you imagine? And she died when she has 92 years. And that was okay. six, six years ago. Would you imagine how how could be for her in 100 years ago, having 17 kids? And I mean, oh my God, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And like, okay, so the, the, the 15 children, they have their own families. Right. And those are very good families with a strong family values. Um, we are Catholic. So we, um, yeah, we are, you are, uh, we are surrounded by the family environment always. 
And I think to, to do that is hard. I mean, I, I don't have any kids. I mean, I have a, I have a son, but it's a son of four legs. También. Yeah. <laughs> he's right here laying down right here next to me. Oh, <laughs> they're so beautiful. He's sleeping. Yeah. I had to take away his toy because he would have been <laughs> chewing on it and we would have oh, for yeah. weeks if I didn't. <laughs> I know that. So, I mean, I'm seeing... I'm having a dog. And for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, where is that thing? Uh, she needs to go to the bed. Uh, she can go to the sun because he has skin problems. And, oh, my God, can you believe that with 15 kids? So for me, she's my first inspiration of resilience and being a fighter. I mean, yeah. For tener los cojones. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you inherited those. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah, to 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 grow up, those those are a lot of, a lot of kids. That's a, no, you're right. That is a lot. Where did the name muchacha come from? Uh, okay, so um, I start the process with the. So when I have the idea, I always have in my mind that the branding would be key in order to connect to my audience. So I have a main business and administration and, and I am a marketing specialist, but I think I didn't have um, maybe the skills that I needed to build the, that brand. So I got in contact with Rocket Creativo. It's a creative lab, woman-owned, obviously. And uh, I had to talk to Juliana, the, the CEO and owner I mean, we talked a lot for hours, crying a lot, telling all my stories and everything. And she got that. I mean, it, there was three options. The option of muchacha for me was the one who caught my, my attention because normally I remember when I was a kid and I was living in Santuario, I was like a traviesa. I don't know how to say Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a little troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> troublemaker, that's what... Yeah, yeah but not because... I mean, like, I always do what friend wants. So I just remember when my grandma says, esta muchachita, esta muchacha, venga para acá, muchacha, venga, venga. <laughs> so I was uh, identified that muchacha and, and because it's a strong word. Obviously, I tried with people from another country says, hey, can you read this? How you can read this? And they say, muchacha, muchacha, muchacha. So I say, I think that's the winner. So, and also that name could be, so if you see the logo, it says muchacha woman in coffee. And I told you that I, that I wanted to do the beauty too. So you, you can say muchacha woman in beauty too. So that will be help or make things more easier uh, in the future for this brand. So we met, because I didn't really explain to people how we met. We uh, met through Amigas, through the We All Grow Latina Network. And we met through Amigas. And we met when you came on and you were literally telling us, okay, so I'm starting this coffee brand. And I'm, you were just like trying to get some feedback. And we're asking you questions. And you're like, no, I'm going to launch it like next month. And you still need to do it. And we're like, oh, Okay, well, let's work on this, right? Like, how can we help you? And I really remember that time because you definitely had that 
like I'm doing this, like this is where I'm putting my eggs. This is where, <laughs> like I'm doing this. And it's been so in very short period of time, it has been so amazing to see where you are going and how often I see your name pop up on all of these different platforms and different things. And it's so exciting for me because I'm like, I know her. I know the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You guys are late to the party. I know her. <laughs> but so I, I absolutely just really love your tenacity in regards to, to going through all of this. Because I know when you had the idea, you worked for a different company. Yeah. When did you decide it was time to step away from that company and really go on your own? And was that how, like, was that scary? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. Um, So the idea, the brand was launched in October. Of 2020, October 2020. And the idea starts maybe October 2019. And when I had to do all the research and all the things, I think I was in the uh, ability that I can do both things. But when I start to um, building the website, trying to put in English words, because you know that I'm... I'm speaking Spanish. Uh, that would takes me a lot of time too. And I, you know, another thing is that my language is pretty improved a lot. <laughs> my English it, speaking. <laughs> no, it really has. Like even since the first time when we saw you, which was when October, I think that's when we met when you yeah. joined. We all grow. Your English has. It was already good, so don't think it was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has grown so much in these last few months. Because I, when I told you I wanted you to come on the podcast, I didn't say when. I just said, when you're ready, let me know. And then finally you said, you messaged me. You're like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So the other, the other challenge that I have to face, it was my personal challenge because I mean, I was making a company in the United States when it's not my permanent house. And then I have to talk to an audience that doesn't speak my language. And then I have to talk to people in order to um, sell or present my idea and make, make the idea attractive and, and tell my story too. That was like, okay, if you want to do this for real, I mean, you need to get your things together, not to say other words. Yeah. And just you could say it, you could say it, you need to get your shit together. Get your shit together. <laughs> you can say it here. <laughs> get your shit together and and just do it. So that's why I decided to, okay, I need to, okay, I'm going to, let's say uh, where my audience can g- gather. So that's when I started looking, that's found, I, I, that, that's where I found Amigas. And I said, okay, they have, they have, because they have a section uh, with Spanish speaking, but I say, no, I don't want that. I want the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I started to go to the office hours because, I mean, at the, obviously at the first uh, meetings, I, I didn't understand any word. And I know that sometimes when I do comments, I do it super late, but I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. 
And, and then, yeah, so I, I think this is a beautiful process because it's a process of, of a brand and of, of its founder too. I'm, I'm doing, I'm saying that I am the CEO, but I am the chief of everything officer. Yes. I need to, sure I are. <laughs> and sorry, I had to learn about a lot of things. I didn't know how to build an e-commerce. Um, uh, so where were you getting your information to be able to do these things? Uh, I, sorry, I don't understand your question. So, like, ¿dónde está? I don't know how to say seek. Like, ¿dónde está miraste la información to get that information to start okay. it? Okay, so uh, first of all, I uh, when everything started when with my need or curiosity to know about women in coffee, and mm-hmm. then I started to. Uh, I already know about the process and then, okay, what do I need to sell coffee? And then, I mean, Google, I mean, um, I, I think I have a master in Google. <laughs> Reina de Google. Yes. Is, is, that was the key. And then LinkedIn helped you a lot in order to get contacts. You will found there people that they wanted to help you and they are open with the information. And there's people that they don't, that don't do that that they don't want to give you any information or something bad. That didn't stop me to do what I'm doing right now. So I think I'm, 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 I'm fine. Yeah. You found a way, no matter what you found. Yeah. A way. Yes. That's, uh, that's a, that's the key. I, I don't know how to say in English, but it's ser recursivo. I have a lot of experience doing that because in my other jobs, when um, I wanted to do something, but I didn't get the approval or maybe the client doesn't want it to, whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, or I don't have the, the enough businesses to get to the, to the end of the, of the month. I had to look for another ways to do that. And I think that, um, COVID is doing that to people too. It's, it's like obligating people to evolve and be try creative. To, yes, and be creative. And the only way that creative is a muscle. And if you don't exercise it, you you, you don't yeah. use it, you lose it. Yes, yes. And you have to start all over again. Because I yeah. agree. If you're not using these these things, same with, you know, language. If you're not using it. You know, you get rusty, you lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. Before I ask you these last couple of questions, is there anything that you want to add in regards to your story with Muchacha before I ask you these last couple of questions that I didn't ask you? Yeah, I I wanted to share something, uh, but not to make me look like, oh, this is the porker that suffers and everything. Just because... I wanted to, the woman who listened this and that things happens to them, they don't feel alone. And I was victim of her sexual harassment in few works that I've been. In one of them, my boss, so we were in a, conven- in a convention mm-hmm. and we were in a hotel and he jumps into, from a, his balcony to my balcony and get into my room. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of stories that people are fear to say I was because <laughs> one month ago I lost my job. I didn't talk about it. I didn't know why. But now I 
feel that I have the strength to do it because that's what that's not normal that that wasn't right and I mean I got super scared yeah when that happened and I'm sorry that happened and I have experience in that as well mm-hmm. I um, that was that was in two, 2014 or 2015 it wasn't with this com- the company that you just left no 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 no, 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 that was years ago. <laughs> no, but it's, impo- it's important to share those stories because those types of things can, we all have different ways of dealing with things, right? We all have different ways of, of dealing with trauma in our life, but we have to deal with them in order to move forward. Yes. And if you don't ever deal with it, then it can paralyze you. It can make you feel like that. And if you never, if you never deal with it or you deal with it by completely ignoring it. I'm going to tell you something. That experience and the other experience that I had in other jobs, like people wanted my position, trying to make me have mistakes in my job and everything. Those things, I was so bad, Jessica, that I was thinking that I was a bad person or that, or that I wasn't enough. And that's why those things happens to me. That's why when you started reading um, a little bit of the, of, what I, of the text that I have in my web page, it was because I didn't find that just when Muchacha started. Mm-hmm. And I have 37 years. So please imagine how many years I was feeling like I wasn't enough and like I don't have the right to have a good job or say an idea or be more creative or be more spontaneous because sometimes I, I very spontaneous with the call, sometimes I don't, but I'm pretty spontaneous and that's part of myself. But yeah, so imagine, imagine, that was horrible. I mean, oh, yeah. those things happened in previously COVID, obviously, but I was like, I was feeling like my life doesn't worth anything. And then I had to write down and say, okay, let's uh, highlight the aspects that really makes me happy in my life. And then I said, I started to remember when I was the leader, I was the chief, I don't know how to say it, jefe de operaciones. I was chief operation officer yeah. of a company who made beers here in Colombia. And I had 60 people working with me. And also I remind when I uh, start, when I made the company of the cleaning products and I was working with older women and I was starting teaching them things and, and trying to motivate them and everything. And I was, I started writing and I found that those moments in my life made me so, so, so happy. And that's when I found that what what makes me happy is share what I am and what I know mm-hmm. and that's something that I I wanted to share I really it was a painful process I think I'm not healed 100% but I think it's a good start yeah thank you for sharing that Diana because I think so many women can relate to being harassed 
being targeted, being like all of these things. And to know that there's so much more on the other side of that, that does not, that's not the end of your journey. That does not mean that you are not worth more than that. So thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, When I asked you to describe your life in one word, you said lucha, which means fight. (laughs) Right. Tell me why you chose that word. Oh my God. Because you have to fight or you have to, tienes que luchar to a lot of things. I mean, it's the outside word, but it's your inside word. And when you have those sad experience, sometimes you start, you feel like you don't deserve it. And it's like you, I mean, it's like the mind for me, my brain is like la loca because (laughs) a lot of us are (laughs) because because then, then I don't know. It's like, like, oh yes, I have this idea. I made this coffee brand. And then my brain, la loca says, no, I don't think, I think that will be difficult. I don't think you, you are ready to do that. Or, oh, no, but you have to do this. Or what happened if, if this happened? And what happened if? And what happened if that? And what happened if someone thinking bad about me because I say this? A lot of things that you have to fight at the end. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You have to, you need to give the lucha Every day, every day. <laughs> even if you are sad that day, you need to fight against that sad feeling and wake up and work for your goals because at the end, the life will be, um, va pasar. Yeah, then it you just goes by regardless. Yes, and then you didn't do anything. So for me, Lucho, what is that's funny. Let me kind of go back real quick to what you said, because you said with you're with the coffee company that told you like they encouraged your their your vision for muchacha. Right. So you said you recently lost your job. Was it because was it with that coffee company that was that same coffee company? No, no, it wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't because with them, I decided to. Um, no, I think. Are you talking about the reels, right? The reels that I did, and instead- no, you. Well, you said earlier today. You said earlier that you just lost your job last year. But I think I think I got. I think maybe it was a, a, a speaking mistake. Okay. With this, with this last company, obviously, I had to make the decision to step to aside to build this. But uh, I was talking about the job that I had before that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I was confused with the with the other job. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what have you learned about yourself during quarantine? During this time, how has it been in Colombia? How has have you guys like? How has the quarantine been there? Um, okay, so Colombia is not a huge country, but not right now we are getting short of medical supplies and beds in the in the ER room. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a lockdown for almost six months. I mean, nobody can leave the house only if you have an exception or if you are walking your dog 
So I had a neighbor telling me that, hey, Diana, can you, can I have trucks and, and walking if you want to do that? Yeah, your dog got a lot of walks, huh? <laughs> uh, and yeah, so uh, it was, it was a kind of um, worry. And I mean, I have in a big apartment. I am living in a big apartment right now. I mean, because, I mean I'm getting married and everything. Uh, but, Gracias. Um, but I don't know. I mean, mentally, it's, it's, I think it's, that is another challenge because I mean, sometimes you say, oh my God, what if I haven't? And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that it was not that easy. Like, I mean, in the United States, you have, um, certain points when people can uh, make the for free the test and everything. We don't have that here. I mean, you have to pay for it. But the lockdown here affects the economy. The government is helping to the companies. The unemployment rate is up. Is uh, COVID hits the country? I mean, like I think all the countries. And for now, we are having, I don't know the name in the word in English, is toque de queda. So for now, in my, you don't know. So, I'm not okay. sure what that is in English. I, so, um, okay. When they say toque de queda, it's like you can, cannot go out starting 10 p.m. Oh, um, curfew. Okay. So now here in, in Medellin, in my city, we have that. And last week we were in lockdown. So, but we, we get outside to walk track. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, so yes, it's a kind of difficult and it's a lot of, it's a lot of stressing. So I, I told you that I had migraine. And yeah. I had to go to the hospital and I didn't want to go. And it was so, so, so stressing. But I had to because my my brain, it was going to explode. And the doctor and the nurses, they wanted to bring me to um, the e- ER beds. But I said, no, 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 I'll be here. I'm good this year. So I went all by all the visits that I had in the hospital, like um, until the middle of the night, I was in a chair with, they're putting my med- the medication and everything, but it was horrible. Oh, I've had to take that. They call the migraine cocktail. Oh, yeah. like three different medicines in an IV. I've had yeah. that before. I've had that before too because I get migraines. What? How can people find you on social media, your website, and everything? How can they find Muchacha Coffee and purchase your coffee? Okay, so um, you can purchase um, the Instagram. I had a store in my Instagram. The Instagram is at We Are Muchacha. The webpage also is an e-commerce, so you can buy it there too. It's www.wearemuchacha.com. We are in Facebook too. We are Muchacha the same. And in LinkedIn, we are Muchacha too. So she got, we are Muchacha all the way around. Yes, 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 yes. Diana, I know you're not drinking wine today, but when you normally drink wine, because we start with the wine and we end (laughs) with the wine, when you normally drink wine, do you like red, white, or rosé? Or do you have a a specific tipo, like a brand? I don't like, uh, okay, 
I like the three of them. <laughs> so I salute I, to that. I like all three yeah. too. <laughs> I think it depends on the situation <laughs> and how you're feeling. What is your mood? So I think that when um, when I wanted to something refreshing and maybe in a lunch outside, I would love maybe white. When I'm in a dinner, uh, um, an elegant dinner with my fiance, I'll do red with like tempranillo. Ooh, I like tempranillos. <laughs> and and when you when you're like like party and everything, you can do rose. <laughs> uh, la sangria, la sangria. Uh, aquí they do. Uh, I don't know how to say in English. Hacen una sangria con leche. Oh, oh, really? Yes. It's so That's interesting. Oh my God. I'm going to. So now that you're in Colombia, are you going to be like going back and forth yeah. between the U.S. and Colombia? Yes, I'm going to because there's a few things that I need to uh, set that up. <clears throat> now that the more things that is coming, uh, we are going to be on supermarket shelves soon. And also, so exciting. <laughs> yes. So, like, you just see my face. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> I can't wait into the day. I still need to go buy the coffee because I bought the little pods because I told you I have a Nest, uh, Nest yeah. machine, but yeah. I did buy the little pods so I could fill it. I just need to go get the coffee. So, that's so exciting. Diana, you're so amazing. Thank you. Que maravillosa. You are just so awesome and you just have such a light about you. And I love that. Every time I see your face, you make yeah. me smile. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me and sharing your story. And, you know, all of the honest information will be in the show notes because you guys need to support like we need to support one another. We need to show up and show out for one another because we have just such amazing people doing awesome things. So till next time, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, Please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated, and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.